From the depths of our nightmares to the haunting of the witching hour. We present to you Crazy Hexy Ghoul. I'm Kelly. And I'm Arlo. So come and join us as we obsess over ghosties and shit. Did you just say ghosties and shit? Hell yeah, I did. You guys, shit's about to get real. Hey you guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. I'm Arlo. I'm Kelly. By the way, this is our second time recording our intro. We had to like redo the whole thing and <laughs> I'm yeah. so disappointed we I had know. such good audio. I know, but it was like I was yelling at you and shouting at you. It didn't feel good. <laughs> I didn't like myself very much. So when I started this year, January 2022, the word for the year was cozy. Now the, the mantra is it's whatever. It is whatever. It is whatever, exactly. <laughs> Maybe cozy. Whatever it is. It's cozy whatever. Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever cozy. <laughs> you just threw your leg up on the kitchen island like they said, cacao. <laughs> Kelly was like, it's cozy. It's whatever it is. And that big old foot just came. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to say, you know, to kind of uh, tie this in. So Kelly did a 23andMe. And she was telling me that she has Neanderthal in her bloodline. Well, everyone does. <laughs> I know, but it was percentage. it was exactly. But yours was like I have more, more than, than normal seven percent um, Neanderthal <laughs> DNA. Then, so when you plop that big old foot, on there, <laughs> girl, it's in your DNA. You can't help it. <laughs> Literally. You know, All right. I am what I am. And um, I, what, it's whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever it's going to be. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's peop- There's 33% of the population who's per- given like 23andMe DNA tests to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have more Neanderthal DNA than me. So, you know, right. I'm not the top, top person. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> One of my friends listens to our podcast. Oh, nice. His name is Ducky. Super sweet guy. So you remember the episode where I talk about Dear David? Mm-hmm. I guess Adam Ellis, who created Dear David, who talked about his experiences. Mm-hmm. He is a comic artist. I think I said that in the episode. Yeah. But he actually posted like a little update about his story. And Ducky sent it to me. Ooh, okay. And it says... I'm planning on doing a horror anthology book this year, and I'm redrawing some past stories, hoping to make them stronger visually. I'm not the best artist in the world, but I've improved a lot, even in a couple years, and it's encouraging to know I can keep getting better. He has a picture of 2020 where he's looking out his apartment, the little people. Yeah. And he's slamming his door shut like he's afraid. And then it's the same thing in 2022, where he's also like slamming his door shut and looking through his people. So it doesn't sound like the Dear David activity has stopped at all. Ooh, dude, no. So the pandemic has done nothing to stop Dear David. I really don't think so, no. I wonder if he just moves out of his apartment, if it'll stop, or if David will carry on with him. You know, maybe, but he moved apartments and it followed him. Right. I mean, if say he just moved out of the complex altogether. Maybe. He might live in a different complex now. Who knows? It might have followed him. You know what? It would be very interesting to talk to him personally. 
Yeah. Right? It would be really cool to do that, but he's he probably would never agree to that. But um, uh, he's too famous. Right. But if you wanted to, we would totally like We'd cool take for advantage that. Of we him. would definitely take advantage of him. <laughs> <laughs> So Ducky also commented on mm-hmm. our past episode as well. Okay. Um, the, the haunted hospitals episode. Gotcha. So he was a former funeral director. Mm-hmm. He said that hearses do have the cabin sectioned off from the back. He also says that it's been a thing for a really long time and it's to keep the director from catching anything from the body, which gotcha. makes a lot of sense. So they do have a partition. Anyway. So basically a hearse is just like a death limo. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, shout out to Ducky. Thank you for giving us some insight. I'm so excited that my friends listened to it. And thank you so much. I know, me too. So Kelly went to Winnipeg. That's why we haven't recorded in like over a month. It just feels so long. Man, it really does. It really has. Oh, you want to see what I got from Canada? Uh, Hell yeah, fucking yeah, shit. Right, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Show it to me. So I got this at the airport. Mm -hmm. I didn't even show you the cool side. It's in a maple leaf glass. Girl, that's like the most Canadian thing ever. And I love it. Um, I did not like the maple syrup. So I'm wondering if... Um, the airport like watered it down or used it's different possible stuff. you know they you know we're just stupid americans to them and yeah it's whatever we're stupid americans to <laughs> the entire <laughs> to world. everybody yeah it, it doesn't make you feel good does it speaking Not really. about stupid americans oh, Lord. um this week for both of us i know mm-hmm. has been kind of hard we do live in oklahoma and yeah, if Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, if you've been kind of looking at the news, Tulsa had a mass shooting yes. at a hospital. Mm-hmm. And as being both healthcare workers, it's kind of scary because you is. don't think yeah. you're going to get an active shooter like that. Yeah. And then that safe sense of safety is just gone. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. America does not feel good right now. No. It hasn't for a long time. And And, uh, got really sad, and I'm sorry about that. But this past week was so fucking heavy. This past month has been bad. The overturning Mm -hmm. Roe v. Wade. um, All the shootings that have been happening Uh at graduations. There have been 233 shootings, mass shootings, since 2022 started. And I don't want to get into like political here, but something needs to change and it needs to change now. Real change. And I think this generation is the generation that's going to help make that change. I really hope That so. long needed change that we've all been yearning for for yeah. so long. I really hope so. I hope so too. On that sad note, we are drinking mm-hmm. some wine right now. And you know what? How can we kind of ease that tension, the roughness through the week? We're going to drink some wine. We're drinking wine. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're, Girl, because uh, we need it. Like, this is the only thing that's going to make me feel better, I feel like. Yeah. I, Honestly. Since we've been recording for about 40 minutes now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and change. half of it's gone. I've already popped the bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. So, Sorry. We didn't yeah. get the pop on it. But I'm going to just pour me a little bit so you can kind of hear that. Um, the wine's called The Dreaming Tree Crush 2020. Mm-hmm. It's produced with Dave Matthews. Yes. Yeah, so the musician Dave Matthews. I mean, he's not in the wine. It's an exciting collaboration between Dave Matthews and award-winning winemaker Sean McKenzie. The Dreaming Tree captures the spirit of wine country. Dave Matthews' band has won six awards. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, good um, for you, Dave Matthews' band. Yeah. He's Go won for one you. Grammy for my VH1 Music Awards mm-hmm. and won NAACP Image Awards. NAACP. No. No. I said what I said. <laughs> 
It is whatever. <laughs> Nakap. Nakap. N a a a c p. Nakap. It's Nakap. <laughs> so while you were off in Winnipeg, I went and got myself a little tattoo. Um, okay, where'd you get it? So I went to this tattoo parlor called Ritual Electric. It's um, a really awesome place in the Whittier. So uh, if you're from Tulsa and you know what the Whittier is, it's like a neighborhood uh, district. And I got tattooed by Stevie Beats. She's fucking phenomenal. Hey, Stevie. Thank you for giving me a tattoo. Um, she drew it out for me. She listened to me. She knew exactly what I wanted. And like, I freaking love that. I love supporting females in a predominantly like male driven industry. And she fucking nailed it. This woman, honestly, if you're going to come through Tulsa, you got to go see her and get a tattoo by her. But I will warn you, though, she's booked months in advance. We are cheersing all of our queer people out there today because guess what? It is finally Pride Month. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Kelly and I are both queer people. And woo woo. All right. Are you ready to get into the show? I feel like we've talked everyone's ear off. I think we're ready. I think they're ready. We're ready. Let's do this. Let's go. Let's do it. So have you ever heard of Edwin Booth? No, I have not. Okay. So Edwin Booth is mm-hmm. John Wilkes Booth's brother. That was a mouthful, <laughs> by the way. You did it, though. You I, did it. Good job. I did it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But if you remember, John Wilkes Booth killed Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Edwin Booth, his brother, saved Robert Lincoln. So Abraham Lincoln's son. So he, like, saved his life? Yeah. Most of my stories, I double-checked mm-hmm. facts with Wikipedia. Okay. The incident occurred on a train platform in New Jersey. The exact date of the incident is uncertain, but it's believed to have taken place in the late 1864 or early 1865. Robert Lincoln recalled the incident in a 1909 letter to Richard Watson Gilder, the editor of Century Magazine. So it happened when a group of passengers were late at night purchasing their sleeping car places from the conductor, who stood on the side platform at the entrance of the car. The platform was about the height of the car floor, and there was, of course, a narrow space between the platform and the car body. There was some crowding, and I happened to be pressed against the car body while waiting for my turn. In this situation, the train began to move, and by the motion, I was twisted off my feet, and I dropped somewhat with feet downward into the open space and personally i was helpless with my coat collar i was vigorously seized and quickly pulled up out to a secure footing on the platform upon turning to thank my rescuer i saw it was edwin booth whose face of course was well known to me and i expressed my gratitude to him and in doing so called him by name. Edwin Booth was, I guess, a very popular performer at the time. Mm-hmm. He was a theater. He worked in theater. And I think he did, I was looking up his life, and I think he did Hamlet and some other pretty mm-hmm. famous plays oh, that's um, cool. in the 1800s. So that's mm-hmm. why he was very well known. And oh. um, looking at the incident, Edwin Booth didn't know who he had rescued. <laughs> he had no clue. So he was like, right place, right time. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't know until years later who he had saved. That's insane. That's a good story. That's a good, like, uh, coincidence. Yeah. Good fun coincidence. My next one is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite coincidences in all of history. Have you heard of the book, The Titan? Not that I'm aware of. 
Okay, it's been on a lot of shows. It's been on Think Ripley's Believe It or Not. It's mm-hmm. been on Fact or Fiction, Beyond Belief. Which I love both of those uh, shows. Yes. <laughs> kind so, of a goober. I like them. <laughs> me too. And this story has <laughs> stuck with me throughout the years. So one of my favorite historical coincidences is technically it's not just called the Titan. It's called the Wreck of the Titan mm-hmm. or Futility. This sounds vaguely familiar. I feel like I know what you're talking about. It was a book written by Morgan Robertson. Okay. Uh, the book is about a man, John Rowland, a disgraced former naval officer. He was also an alcoholic who happened mm. to take a job on the Titan, the world's largest vessel. The Titan strikes an iceberg on its journey, sinking and becoming one of the world's greatest tragedies in the novel. This, does it sound like something familiar? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Okay. Like vaguely familiar, yeah. So this novel was written 14 years before the Titanic. Okay, yeah. Okay, we've definitely talked about this, just me and you, um, outside of the podcast. Yes. It's (laughs) so fucking weird. Um, The similarities between the Titan and the Titanic Mm. go deeper than just the surface of it hitting an iceberg and killing people. Literally, yeah. Yeah. So the length of the Titan, the fictional book, was 800 feet. The Titanic was 882 feet. The speed at which the Titan cruised into the iceberg was 25 knots. The Titanic was 22.5. Weird. It, does, it keeps going. Titan held 2,500 passengers. The Titanic held 2,200, though both had a capacity of 3,000. Both ships were British-owned. Both ships were hit on the starboard bow around midnight. Both sank in the North Atlantic exactly 400 nautical miles from Newfoundland. Both had a severe lack of lifeboats, the Titan holding 24, the Titanic carrying just 20. Both had a triple screw propeller. There's a few differences, but they are very few and far between. Mm -hmm. For example, the Titan sinking, the fictional book, only had 13 survivors. Well, the Titanic had about 705. Oh, and the Titan in the book capsized before sinking. The Titanic split into two pieces. Dang. Yeah. 26 years before the Titanic sank, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a British journalist, W.T. Stead, published the fictional The Sinking of a Modern Liner. And that ship was sailing from Liverpool to New York City Mm -hmm. when it sank again. Casualties were high because of an insufficient number of lifeboats. W.T. Stead was on board the Titanic and died in the icy waters of the Atlantic. That's crazy. Do you think that somewhere it was like a premonition? You know, um, the writer of The Titan, Mm -hmm. um... People have asked him that, and know what his response was. What? He's like, I just know what I'm writing about. <laughs> so okay. He, um, it's a little sus. He's basically saying he knows about boats. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of research on boats, just made a plausible story. And it's, I feel like life often imitates art. Ooh, are we going full circle? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Oscar Wilde. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just one of those cases where that's true. It does. Yeah. Whether it's human ingenuity or just people see patterns and just sheer coincidence. Okay. This is about Violet Jessup. So she survived three White Star tragedies. What does that mean? White Star in the early 20th century was a luxury liner. It was one of the premier shipbuilders. Three of their biggest and best were the Olympic, the Titanic, and the Britannic. I mean, they all had tragedies to them. This woman, Violet Jessup, was on Mm -hmm. every single one of them. What? 
Why? Why was she on every single one? She was an Irish nurse from Argentina. It started in 1911 when she was on board the Olympic, and then it collided with the HMS Hawk. The Olympic didn't sink, but Jessup's friends were convinced that an even more incredible time would be had working on the Titanic. So that's where she went next. She was one of the survivors pulled from the freezing Atlantic by the Carpathia. So she survived that. Mm-hmm. Survived the one colliding with the ship. Survived mm-hmm. the Titanic. She decided to go back to sea because she's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bamf. Yep. And she served on White Star's Britannic. Mm-hmm. which was drafted into service as a hospital ship during World War I. That ship hit a mine, and Jessup found her way into the lifeboats yet again. This time, though, the lifeboat was dragged toward the sinking ship and its propellers. Mm-hmm. Seeing other ill-fated lifeboats and the passengers chopped to pieces by the propellers, she jumped, hitting her head hard enough that she would have headaches for the rest of her life. But she lived. That's insane. You That's a cool, weird story. Here's the thing. You would think... I'm never getting on a fucking ship again after that, right? (laughs) Yes. She kept working on ships Mm -hmm. until 1950 when she retired. I just want to go back and I want to say like White Star. What? What the hell? What the hell? They were cutting corners. Obviously. Um, At least in the Titanic's case. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I haven't really looked into the other ships, but. So I heard somewhere that the Titanic wasn't exactly ready and that they went ahead and had an earlier release date for them. I I, I think they put less lifeboats on the boat for a reason, if I remember Mm -hmm. correctly. Because... um, Like a weight issue or something like that? I think that's what it was. I think it was a weight issue so they could Mm -hmm. get more people on it. Which and you know they've they've sense. had crashes before, so why would why would this one be any different? Yeah. Why why? That's just I, I they, feel like you're right. They did cut way too many corners. This could have all like been avoided. I mean, possibly. Most um, companies companies. <laughs> oh my god, not high Am at I all. Okay? Oh. <laughs> I'm not. You need I'm to eat some either. food. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have food this morning. <laughs> I'm gonna eat one of these. Kelly's eating some nuts. Well, you are what you eat. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> okay, so. These are good stories. Keep telling me more. I love when you tell stories. It makes me happy. I love looking up weird shit, so this is great. Me too. This is me wonderful. Too. So wonderful. Okay, so the next one mm-hmm. is Chris Beno? Ben- Benoit? Spell it. B-E-N-O-I-T. Uh, Benoit. Benoit. Cool. <laughs> I think so. I am too. If my boyfriend's out there, let me, let me. Hello? I have a question for you. Yeah, okay. Kelly and I want to know how you pronounce this name. B-E-N-O-I-T. Benoit. Okay, that's what I thought. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. That was fun. So it's Benoit. <laughs> it's it. not Benoit. Benoit. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with his story at all, Chris Benoit? No, but that, I mean, that name sounds very familiar. So this is a trigger warning for our next story. Trigger warning for essay, suicide, and possible murder. Chris Benoit was a Canadian wrestler. His story is very heartbreaking. So in June of 2007, news outlets were reporting a bizarre scene that had played out in a wrestler's home that ended with a suicide. Both his wife and his son were also found in the house, also dead. 14 hours before the bodies were discovered by the police, Benoit's Wikipedia page was updated to say that he had been having difficulties because of personal issues stemming from the death of his wife, Nancy. At this point, no one had known she was dead. Okay. 
The edit was reversed within the hour because there was no sourcing information and the trolls who were determined to continue with the joke that a normal person would realize isn't funny under any circumstances reposted the claim with the sourcing attributed to several pro several pro wrestling websites. The first IP address came from Stamford, Connecticut, which also happens to be WWE headquarters. The second came from Sydney, Australia. Atlanta police were informed about the edits and ultimately investigated the Benoit home after the WWE received some unsettling text messages. The wiki user, who frankly should have known better, declined all interviews, but did post an apology saying that the entire thing was just a major coincidence and he made their random assertion on his own. That's what happened. So this guy was just being a troll. He was just trying to mess with people. Mm -hmm. Um, Really shitty. It sounds like they looked in to um, see if he had committed anything or if he knew anything. He wasn't telling someone. Right. If he was involved in some way. Right. So basically, he wasn't involved at all. Just kind of like one of those coincidences. Yeah. um, That's what I think investigators ended up finding out. And like I said, he gave a formal apology, which I mean is the least he could have done in right. the tragedy that yeah. fell that. Yes. It was poorly timed. A uh, horrible thing yeah. to joke about <laughs> in the fucking first place. Exactly. Is it my turn? It is your turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, your stories were awesome. I love weird coincidence stories. All about the serendipity, the synchronicity of life is really cool. Okay, so my little segment I'm going to do right now, uh, slightly little different. I don't have a lot of stories per se, but I wanted to do like a little did you know. So this segment is called Did You Know? And it's just basically about stuff throughout history. She's pouring that wine. She's popping it. Okay, <laughs> let's hear it. Okay, did you know that Dr. Sloppy Handwriting kills more than 7,000 people annually? Oh, Jesus. Yes, it's a shocking statistic. And according to a July 2006 report from the National Academies of Sciences Institute of Medicine, so the IOM, preventable medication mistakes also injure more than 1.5 million Americans annually. Basically, shitty doctor's handwriting has killed people. And that's crazy to me. I was just thinking, how would you even figure that out? But there is um, like mm-hmm. teams of people to yeah. go in during every death to make sure that it wasn't wrongful and something didn't go wrong. And- Did you know that one of the earliest reported ghost stories was in the first century AD? No. <laughs> Um, do you have the story? Yes. <gasps> I'm so excited. So maybe I, I fibbed a little when I said I didn't have any stories, but they're just like little small blurps. I'm so excited. Um, I can't contain my excitement right now. <laughs> the great Roman author and statesman Pliny the Younger recorded one of the first notable ghost stories in his letters, which became famous for their vivid account of life during the heyday of the Roman Empire. Pliny reported that the specter of an old man with a long beard rattling chains was haunting him in his house in Athens. That's the story I got for you. I didn't go into too much detail, but that's kind of what happened. That's pretty badass, um, though, that yeah, that, that far away oh yeah and there are quite a few like poltergeist stories that that kind of roll up into this too so if you guys wanted us to do a patreon on any of these did you knows so we can like elaborate and go into further detail we can do that for you oh that would be great that would be I really would fun to do that pay me to bore you please <laughs> i would love oh my that. god i would bore you like so hard if you paid me for it yeah you know actually don't that even need to pay me i could just bore you right your now. stories what i don't think would bore me my stories i think 
Did you know that one of the most frequently reported ghost sightings in England dates back to the 16th century? Anne Boleyn, the second wife of King Henry VIII and mother of Queen Elizabeth I, was executed at the Tower of London in May 1536 after being accused of witchcraft, treason, incest, and adultery. Sightings of Boleyn's ghost have been reported at the tower, as well as in various other locations, including her childhood home, Hever Castle, and Kent. I would love to do a story on her. So later I'm going to tell you a story about a beheading, and I want to come back to her because she, she was beheaded. Yeah. Did you know that a horned lizard shoots blood from its eyes? I want to say I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> AskNature.org writes, when a horned lizard feels threatened by a predator, its final defense response is to shoot blood from its sinuses. And as a result, the predator is often frightened and flees. Does that mean that it becomes anemic whenever it wants to? Girl, we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Look it up. I feel like that's the opposite of what a vampire is. Did you know that one in three murders goes unsolved? NPR.org writes, criminologists estimate that in 2015, at least 200,000 murders have gone unsolved since the 1960s, leaving family and friends to wait and wonder what happened. I absolutely believe that. That's crazy, huh? And on top of that, is that including like missing persons cases? Probably not, because it's not probably confirmed not. dead. Right. That's So that means it's probably so much higher. Yes. This was just an estimation in 2015. So yeah, who knows seven years has passed since then. Jeez. Right? Did you know that there are six states that still use the gas chamber as a method of execution? That's yucky. I don't like that. (laughs) So the states are Arizona, California, Maryland, Mississippi, Missouri, and Wyoming. And the last person to be executed by gas chamber was in 1996. And also, if you are interested in hearing that story, we could do a story on that. Uh, whether we do an episode of it or a Patreon, just let us know. Because when I was doing research for the story, whoa, it was very interesting. You know, just talking about executions mm-hmm. of criminals and stuff. Yeah. Even like lethal injection and some of the other methods that they use are just horrific. They become paralyzed and mm-hmm. they feel everything and it's a slow death. Sorry, it's, it's just, okay. it's so upsetting <laughs> to hear about. Did you know that a human head can remain conscious for around 20 seconds after being decapitated? In 1989, an army veteran explained that after seeing a friend become decapitated in a car accident, the severed head showed emotions of shock, and it followed by terror, and then grief. Its eyes glanced back at its dead body. Now, I'm not 100% sure if the legitimacy of this story, but fuck, that's scary. Also, so going back to uh, the Bolin, she was executed. She was uh, executed by guillotine. And um, they said... Did you just call it guillotine? Sorry, what is it? Guillotine. Guillotine. Oof, God, my brain. (laughs) Tortilla. (laughs) (laughs) And you say you lived in Canada. I know, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyway, where was I going? Um, Guillotine. Okay, so guillotine. Why did I say guillotine? I'm sorry, everybody out there. I'm slapping myself in the face. I'm just giving you shit. It happens. It feels a lot like shit. So Anne Boleyn, she was executed from the guillotine, and her, so she was decapitated. There are reports and rumors that the person who had her executed was in the audience, was watching, mm-hmm. and uh, it said that she tried to speak after she was beheaded, oh. and uh, she just had this like look on her face, and uh, she got mad, and her face was all flushed, and then she died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I would really like to do a story on her. 
Did you know that people used to have photo shoots with their family members after they died? Yes, I yeah. have. And those pictures are so fucking oh weird. Oh my God, so weird. So weird. There's um, <laughs> old pictures in general, just depending, give me the creeps. Have right? you seen the one with like the old bunny costume? Oh, yes. I have seen all the Easter photos when they're, yeah, yeah. Oh I know exactly God. what you're talking yeah. about. Kind of like all the Santa costumes. Yeah. Creepy. Okay, so the BBC.com writes, In Victorian England, they became of commemorating the dead. And images that are both unsettling and strangely poignant. Families, they would pose with the dead, and infants would appear asleep, and young ladies eloquently recline. The disease not only taking their life, but increasing their beauty. Victorian life was suffused with death. Epidemics such as typhus and cholera scarred the country. And from 1861, the bereaved queen made mourning fashionable. Trinkets of memento mori is a Latin phrase literally meaning, remember, you must die. It also describes mourning jewelry and trinkets popular from the 16th through the 18th century. These mourning the dead would wear these items both to memorialize the dead and keep reminders of one's own mortality. Which is crazy. Have you ever seen these little trinkets? They're so cool and weird. So they would like take the hair from people that have passed away and make jewelry and stuff out of them. No, they are, right? It kind of sounds a little creepy, but they're so beautiful. I've seen a few at like vintage markets and stuff and they're really expensive. Like if it has like, have like mm-hmm. spirits attached to them. It could. Yeah. Cause they would use like their blood, their ashes, like, their I hair, like that's so all witchy. kinds of stuff. Like Very for witchy. the 1800s, mm-hmm. super witchy. Also, well, 16th through the 18th centuries. Oh yeah. Also, while you were talking about um, diphtheria and color and all that stuff, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Oregon Trail. And the message <laughs> yeah. like, you have died of dysentery. <laughs> yes. Kids these days will have no idea what the Oregon Trail was. I mean, they may know, but they weren't there. Only from the memes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your ox is drowning. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Your kids are about to die. I no, they're so not. I frustrated with that game. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Me I would too. play for it for 10 minutes. I'm like, fuck this. Right? Who was surviving that? Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> I'll give you dysentery. <laughs> Come on. I... We're still waiting on that sponsor from Reese's. Yeah. And Google. We're, wait, we're waiting on it. Now's the time. Now's the time. We're I free agents, man. I sponsor for paper clips at this point. So. <laughs> Not real paper, just no. paper clips. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're you're on that by yourself because I need the paper. Okay, I need that money. I need the bread. Hey, I need that money, honey. Paper clips ain't gonna pay the bills. Well, they might. You don't know. They make more money than I do. 100%. Yep. So I think that kind of wraps it up for me. But like we've said a thousand times, if you guys like really want to hear these stories, we are dedicated to getting them to you through our Patreon. Like we can do that. We just Mm -hmm. need to know that you guys want that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we are not above that. We're into it. If we could make money doing it, that'd be great too. Yeah. And if you want to hear something specific, you want me to talk about trees for 30 minutes? I got you. Oh my God. But we'll totally do that for you. Yeah. 10 bucks. I'll talk uh, talk about a tree for 30 minutes. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let me be that for you. Let me be your guide. I could do that. (laughs) (laughs) But in all seriousness, you guys, if there are any stories you would like to tell us, please email us or even comment or send us a DM on Instagram and we're getting our TikTok up and ready so you guys can uh, enjoy that as well. Mm -hmm. And then eventually maybe we'll have merch. 
All right, so I think that concludes this episode. I really, I, I don't like when they end. I want them to keep going, but then I'm like, mm. we have to edit this shit. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and as per usual, we appreciate you very much, and we will see you next time. The music in this podcast is by the band The Daddios. This is Kelly, and I'm Arlo, and you're listening to Crazy Hexy Ghoul. We'll see you next time. Is this it? Is this the end? Bye. Mm-hmm.